You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You know, something I, I've found very interesting is, uh, is when we take something for granted, uh, it, it, can, it has to really take something to wake you up to realize you took it for granted because it's like, you don't know what you got till it's gone, that whole song. Well, it's a very real thing I've found. And, uh, and, and during 2020, I think for the most part, uh, I could say a lot of us that live in California had some bones to pick with certain people who were making decisions about our life and our country and our city. Uh, but what I found was at the end of the day, and when I, when I went to Utah, I think one of the things I learned was when, when we decided as a nation, when we decided 200 and some years ago that we were one nation under God, that there's no politician, there's no policy, there's no devil in hell that can take that away from us. But it's what we speak over our city. And so I came back to California with a whole new perspective. I came back to California literally wanting to kiss the ground when I left because there weren't moments, there were moments in 2020 where I was like, man, to live somewhere else because it's so crazy over here and stuff's closed. Y'all, Go anywhere else, and I promise you, you will find the same thing. But it's what we speak over our city. It's what we speak over California. Because there is no politician. There is no governor. There is no mayor that can say that we are not one nation under God. Because the only people that actually get to decide that is the church. So as long as we decide it blesses the nation whose God is Lord, I'm declaring San Diego is blessed. I'm declaring North County is blessed. I'm declaring California is blessed. I don't have to go anywhere for my God to bless me, for my God to bless my city, because I am a person, I am a child, I am a son of God, and what I say matters. And so I just decided that's a message for another time, but let's be, let's be the church. We already are, but let's be the church that decides we're going to speak a new word over the city because this city deserves it. This state deserves it. And, uh, and it's much warmer here as well. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Except for y'all somehow had inclement weather. When I came back, I said, there's rain. Come on. I just came from snow. Please, a little bit of sunshine. Uh, but hey, that's another message for another time. Connect Sunday. I love Connect Sunday. Probably one of my favorite Sundays of the year uh, for a lot of reasons. But Connect honestly changed my life. I know you're like, wow, a pastor said that Connect Groups changed his life. Surprise, surprise. Pretty sure he's paid to say that. <clears throat> I would tell you that's true. But my life changed because of Connect Group a long time before I became a pastor, a long time before I came on staff. And so... Connect, really, connect groups are about life and growth together. Together, right? Everything is better together. Uh, and it got me thinking about, like, things that you can do alone, because there's a lot of things you can do in life alone. There's a lot. Like, um, you know, you can ski alone. You can snowboard alone, right? You can, can't really play ping pong alone. It's a little difficult. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can do alone, but you probably shouldn't. So I, I took the liberty of making a, a list just so that everyone has a list for themselves of things that you could do alone. Maybe you have. If you have, I'd probably say stop doing these things alone um, because they're better together. And so here, here's a list. Uh, first one, playing Marco Polo. I mean, you can do it alone. I just think you'd be stuck in the pool for a long time trying to find your shadow. 
The second thing was applying sunscreen to your back. Pretty much everywhere else, it's going to work, but every time I've done it myself, I've wound up with a fat little red circle right in the mid-back. I just, I need some help with the flexibility thing. The, uh, the next thing is singing a duet. Now, could Chad do that? Probably. He probably could. Yeah, he probably could do that by himself, but the average person, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't attempt it. The next thing, although I have attempted this before, and I can tell you it's actually more fun, uh, not more fun without it, but like you can, it's possible, holding a wine tasting party. <laughs> you can do that yourself, I just wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. The next thing, uh, and this one, please, if you do this now, please stop. Please just stop now. Uh, go to, going to Chuck E. Cheese by yourself as an adult. <laughs> just don't do that. Yep, don't do that anymore. Uh, eating a large pizza from Pizza Port. You can do it by yourself. I just wouldn't recommend it. You'll be taking a nap for the rest of the afternoon. And the last thing, and I think we can all amen this, is 2020. Like, if you did 2020 by yourself and you're still here, praise God, because 2021 is going to look different for you. But... I know after 2020, I ain't doing life alone. I cannot do life alone. In life in general, we shouldn't do alone. Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You see, it, it might look right to do certain things alone. It might even look right to do life alone in certain ways. Like you got less people getting in your business. You got freedom to make decisions all you want. You got, you can go, you know, you can go eat a large pizza from Pizza Port and ain't nobody going to tell you that's a bad idea, except for your stomach for the rest of the day. But its way ends in death. And I found that doing life alone is much like that scripture. It's like, it may look right. It may look appetizing. It may look like it's an okay thing, but its way ends in death. And as wild as 2020 was, this is what I know to be true about 2021. No matter what comes our way, it's not, I've got this anymore. I want us to announce my title to your neighbor. Look to your neighbor, your favorite one, and I want you to announce my title. Say, we've got this. We've got this. We've got this. Beautiful. You guys did so good. You did so good. You see, we can't say I've got this. The, 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 the season, the, the time of being self-made is, is over. It's over. Like nobody in 2020 that had any level of fulfillment and success, not just talking about monetary, but like fulfillment, like life, like I feel like I'm enjoying life. I feel like I'm experiencing. No one did it by themselves. I guarantee it because God made it so that we need each other in order to experience the highest levels of fulfillment in life. So I have, I have really two tips for you today. Two tips. This is two, two tips for Connect Group. Uh, I'm assuming that every single person, if you're not in Connect Group yet, you're like, wow, I want to be. Because the reality is, if you made it through 2020, you know I should not not be in Connect Group. I should not not be doing life with other people. And so these are the two steps. It's really simple. Number one, if you're writing notes, which I recommend, get you to heaven. A joke, joke lands a lot better here than in Salt Lake City because, uh, you know, they might have actually said that in the Mormon temple. Uh, and so I'm trying to avoid certain things. So I praise God for more freedom here in Jesus' name. But number one, show up. Wow, wow. I came to church for you to tell me. Yeah, you did. 
You did. You see, I heard one of my mentors said, 80% of success is just showing up. 80%. You can get 80% of the way there in terms of experiencing life, experiencing fun, joy, laughter, getting through some hard times, growing through some hard, just by showing up. Just by showing up. It's why we have these connect cards. It's why we have the, the actual cards for you to fill out. It's why we have a team. It's why we have a whole, like literally like a ministry, a few people that are paid by our church to figure out the best way, the easiest way, less friction as possible to get you into connect groups. It's not because we just need another thing to do. Trust me, if you've been here more than two weeks, you know we have plenty going on at our church. But we don't do things just to do them. We do them because we know on the other side of you being in a connect group, on the other side of you being in relationship with people, there is growth, there is discipleship, there is development. And so it's why we're going to have epic Super Bowl parties here in a couple weeks where you can go see what a connect group feels like. Wow, you guys eat food together? Wow. I can do that. I can be in a connect group. Wow, you guys like have real conversations about life and not just surface up. That's cool, right? There's people that really care about me. I remember my first time getting to connect group. It was like I just had to show up because I, I went to church. I you know heard the gospel for the first time, like Pastor Matt was saying, uh, almost it'll be six years in, in March. And, uh, and then I had all these people because I filled out a card. I had all these people calling me. Uh, and then finally, I just met somebody who I, like it wasn't to do anything with the card. But he just said, hey, man, I go to this connect group. We're meeting on Wednesday. Are you free Wednesday? I'm free on Wednesday night. Well, hey, I'll come pick you up and we'll go together. So that made it a little bit less intimidating. So maybe you're here today and you're saying, I don't really want to show up. We'll just ask somebody, hey, do you go to a connect group? And just ask if they can meet you like five minutes beforehand right out front and make it easy for you. You can walk in and know uh, a few people at least. And so I, I remember my first time going, it was like I walked in. I was like, there was food. There were like 15, 20 people. And we just had a great time that night. And I got to meet some really cool people who thought like I thought. And um, some people who were just like, wow, this guy is this guy is messed up. This is going to take a lot of work. And that's OK if that's you today, because it was me and uh, and I need it. But there's some scriptures to back up this whole showing up thing. Why? Why community is good for you. Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, our connect groups aren't two or three people, just so you all know. They're, they're, they're quite a few more. But uh, the principles say there, at least if there are two or three people, God is there with you. So if God's with us, because some of y'all are like, well, God's with me now. Well, yeah, he is. But why does it say this? Why does it say where two or three are gathered in my name, eating chipotle, eating chips, eating, uh, for y'all vegans, eating celery juice? Uh, I won't be at that connect group. I probably should be at that connect group, but I won't be. Or two or three. If you're doing this whole God thing by yourself and you're saying, I am the church, you're not the church by yourself. I'm sorry to break it to you. And if I just mess up your theology, come talk to me afterwards. But the reality is we are the church together together. Jesus didn't die just for us to do life by ourselves. He did life. He died so that we could do life together, so we could grow together. The next scripture is Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. It may look, it may, and it may not be super pretty sometimes being in a connect group. It may not always be super comfortable. People might ask you about some things in your life that you're like, wow, this is new. I can't just have a service level conversation and just kind of put all the, all the junk 
yeah, in a closet and just never worry. No, people actually care about you and they, and they want to see you grow. And so uh, that's sometimes what it feels like. It feels like sharpening iron where there's sparks. But the beautiful thing is it becomes more sharp. I know I want to be more sharp at the end of 2021 than I am right now. And I know it's going to take a connect group for me to get there. The next scripture is Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do and did in 2020, but encourage one another, especially now that that day of return is drawing near. I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but it sounds like it's coming soon based on this scripture coming near. Ever since Jesus died, he said, I'm coming back. And everyone like, when's that coming? But the reality is all we need to know is Jesus says, don't neglect meeting together. There are a lot of churches that said, well, we can just go online in 2020. And we did that. And we have a lot of people meeting online. I think we have four or 5,000 people tuning in live stream every single week. But we know, and our pastors know, that's not where life is. That's not where health is. That's not how you, uh, there's, you can't, I heard someone say, you can't podcast the Holy Ghost. You can't podcast him. And so there's power in being present. The last scripture is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 11, 9 to 12, actually. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. How many want to succeed? 2021? Come on. Just a few of you. Wonderful. We'll work on that. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Single people, that is uh, mainly just married people. Okay. But how can one be warm alone? It's just a great question. Thermostat, I don't know, set the temperature up to like 85. Should probably work. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You see, when you get in a connect group, you've got people who are going to stand back to back with you. No matter what you face, you got someone who's got your six, and there is no price tag you can put on that in this life. You see, God designed us to grow together, not alone. The greatest experiences, the greatest growth that we'll see on this side of heaven will happen together. And I remember when, uh, when I first got to church, like I said, I got in a connect group. I started growing. I started dealing with things. I started taking my mask off. I started really being myself and, and learning all the areas I had to grow in because like Dr. Matt said, there were quite a lot. If you had a scale of one to 10 in all these areas of life, I was probably at a two or three max on all of them. I was messed up. And so I got in a connect group. I had a connect leader who really cared about me. I had friends in the connect group and, and we grew together and there was a lot of awesome things that happened. And then somewhere along the way, I joined the internship. I started doing better in life because what happens when you start doing life with other people who want to see you grow is you actually do start doing better. You do start growing. You do start thriving. And what you can tend to do sometimes is if you're not intentional, you can forget the fundamentals. You can forget or you can intentionally even stop doing the things that got you where you are. There's a, there's a quote that says, you have to do whatever you did to get the thing to keep the thing. Husbands, same thing in marriage, right? Whatever you did to win the girl while you were dating, same thing you got to do to keep her. Successful business people know 
whatever I did to get here is going to be the same thing I have to do to continue to accelerate, to continue to keep this thing. So I, I started forgetting what grew me to where I was. Started thinking, I, I pretty much did this by myself. Now, I would never vocalize that, but subconsciously, I obviously believed it because I phased myself out of Connect Group. I got too busy for Connect Group. I got too busy to be in other people's lives. I came on staff. I was doing stuff in business, newly married. How many know that's like the worst time to get out of a Connect Group? That is the worst time to get out of a Connect Group, and yet that's exactly what I did. I thought, I'm good. First year of marriage, I wouldn't say it was hell, but I definitely wouldn't say it was heaven. <laughs> and yet I had nobody in my life, and this is my fault, nobody else's. I had nobody in my life that was really working this thing out with me. And so I was falling on my face probably every day, racking my head against the wall, thinking, what is going on? I thought, and I was trying to hide everything. I had, I had resorted back to the way that got me so dysfunctional, which is trying to figure out all by myself. So no matter if you're a leader, no matter if you're busy, no matter what it is, we can never get too busy for connect groups. And it got so bad. And I'm look, I was looking after assimilation at this point where my job, and still is, is to help people get into connect, help people get into, onto team. Because our gifts are unlocked when we start serving other people. We start to grow when we're doing life together. And so that's literally my job. And so we had, uh, this was probably a few years ago, we had this guy named Pastor Chris Hodges. Pastor Chris Hodges, he is a brilliant man, and he leads a church uh, called Church of the Highlands in uh, Alabama. He's got, I think, 50,000, 60,000 people when they were meeting before COVID. Um, I don't know where they're at now, but about 50,000, 50, 60,000 people meeting every single week on Sundays. Pretty wild. Like, that's a lot of people. They're influencing, and they were, really, influencing Alabama at a, at a pretty significant level. And so he was one of my heroes because I always studied how he did things because I knew if I wanted to help our church grow and, and, and develop and all these kind of areas I was looking after, I had to study the best. So I started studying him. And one of the things he always says was, yeah, you got to be in a connect group and you got to be serving because people need to be needed and they need to be known. People need to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so I said, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And then I found out he was coming and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I set up all of our systems to be like that. I set up everything where it was like, he was gonna be like, oh, you're crushing it. So I sat in this meeting, myself, Pastor Chris, um, Pastor Stacy Capaldi. Um, she attends our East Lake campus as an executive um, on our team. And, uh, and so we were sitting there in the room and I'm like, because this is like a guy I'm looking, I've looked up to for years. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm in this room with him. I cannot believe it. He's going to be so flipping proud of me. This is going to be a moment I'll, for, I'll forever remember. And it was, but not for that reason. <laughs> and so he asked me, he says, who's in charge of, you know, assimilation, basically. I said, that is me. He said, well, hey, can you, because we were doing basically strategy meetings. He was helping consult. And so I, he said, can you walk me through, you know, how, how, how it happens? If someone walks in the door, what happens? So I've been practicing this in my head for a long time. So I say, yeah, you know, someone walks in and, you know, they, they, they need to feel welcomed. And so welcomed really means gladly received. So we want to make sure every single person that walks in the room feels gladly received. I'm amazing. And then they come in and they sit down. And if they're new, you know, we have this high team because we don't, we don't want to just put the, the cards in the back of the seats. We want to make it personal. And so we made sure to, if you're new, raise your hand and we want to, we want to hand you a high card. We, we do want to connect with them. And then afterwards, you know, we, we collect the cards, we give them a gift and, uh, and then we call them. And, and our goal really, Pastor Chris, 
is to ensure that they are in a connect group and serving on team because we know people will grow if they're needed and known. And at this point, I literally have like, in my head, I nailed it. In my head, he's gonna, re- he's gonna ask me to come onto his, st- like, I just, now I would have said no. I would have said no, this is my church. I ain't ever leaving, you can bury me here. But it would have been nice to get the offer. So he looks at me and he says, it's wonderful. Are you in a connect group? For two seconds, I thought of lying. And then I remembered, oh, shoot. This guy probably hears from God pretty well. Uh, no, Pastor Chris, I, uh, not, uh, not at the moment. Now, at this point in time, there were a few other people on staff, including maybe a couple people in that room, that were not also in a connect group. But the question was for me, not for them. So he says, okay, uh, Alex, can I, uh, can I share something with you? At this point, I thought, oh, he just glazed over that. wasn't a big deal. He's probably just going to now basically tell me how amazing I am. And, uh, and he says, you wouldn't be on my staff. Come again? He said, if you can't do the thing you're asking everybody else to do, you really believe that you need to be needed and known? Why does you being on staff change that? Why does you being in lead? Why does you being so busy change that? I got schooled. It was terrible, but it was the best thing to ever happen to me because I realized all this time, all these little things that were going wrong in my life that were about to lead to some really big things, I had full control over. And it was because I chose to be too busy, too good for the very thing I believed in, the very thing that got me to where I was. And so I'm thankful in that year, Pastor Matt Michaela started Connect Groups for some of us who were on staff. And that literally was, was a game changer for me. And we got back in Connect Group. We started dealing with some stuff. And, uh, and thank God we did. So the point is, make the decision. You're just going to show up. No matter what season you're in. No matter if you're like, I've been in Connect Groups for all this time. I just don't have to. Whatever your season is, choose. I'm just going to join a Connect Group. I'm going to join a Connect I'm going to show up when this first week starts. The second thing. And uh, the keys can come up now, uh, would be wonderful as I, as I get ready to close, is get real. Show up. And number two, write this down if you want to, get real. If we want to thrive and grow through life, once we show up, then we must get real. You see, showing up is good, but it's incomplete. Without being real, you're walking around with a mask on, wondering why you feel unseen, unheard, and disconnected. It's because people can't see you when you're putting out something else. You want them to see through the wall, but they're just asking, can you just take it down? And there will be lies that you hear from the devil about like why you shouldn't be real. Like, oh my gosh, if they knew, if they knew what you were going through, you wouldn't even be invited back. They'd say as good as that dip that you brought was, you need to go. It's a joke. The lies will say, well, your connect leaders are too busy to know your stuff. They're just, they, they, like, do you see them? They're, they're at everything. They're doing all this stuff. You, you don't have time. They don't have time to deal with this stuff. Like, you, you should be able to deal with this. Why can't you handle this? Why can't you do that? Because when the devil speaks to us, often it sounds like our own voice, and it's condemnation, it's guilt. 
right? It's saying, well, what's wrong with you? And it's pushing you towards isolation. You see, I find you can be in a group of people and still be alone. You can be around a group of people and still be alone until you take your mask off. A few scriptures would be James 5, 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I always wondered why those two were together. Like it was like, but the point is confess your sins to somebody, especially if you're, you're new to this and you haven't figured out how to pray. You haven't figured out full authority in Christ like I was. I needed to get real with people so that they could pray for me because I didn't have fervent, effectual prayers. My prayers weren't availing much because I didn't know how to pray. And so I needed other people in my life. I needed a connect leader to say, hey, I'm gonna stand with you and I'm gonna pray for you. And it's that simple. Galatians 6, 2 says, share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share, share each other's burdens. It's actually okay to share your burden with somebody else. You don't have to carry it alone. The devil's a freaking liar. And if you keep carrying that by yourself, it will break you. And I can tell you that because it broke me. Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for adversity. If we didn't figure out that in 2020, better figure it out in 2021 because nothing changed but the calendar year. You see, God can't use the people he placed in your life to help you if you don't let them. You're wondering, God, where are these people? Where, where are your angels? Where are the people you put in my life to help me? Why am I still stuck? Why am I still broken? Why do I still feel alone? Well, maybe it's because you haven't opened up. Maybe it's because you have a little bit of an issue getting real. And I would tell you that was me about a year ago. You see, I'd gotten back at Connect Group. I started showing up again. But my wife and I had been through this battle with our family for basically before we even got married. And it wasn't, it was, it was a pretty big thing, but at the same time, it was just a lot of little things. And the Bible says that little foxes ruin the vineyard. There's a lot of little things that if you don't squash them, will creep up and try and break you. And so it was the end of December of 2019, and we had let stuff just pile up, and we hadn't been totally real with our Connect leaders, our pastors, the Hubbards. And uh and so finally it got to a point where it was, it was, I can tell you, it was the lowest point of our marriage. The lowest point, the lowest point of, one of the lowest points of my life where I didn't know what to do. I was finally at the point where I said, I don't even care ministry-wise, I don't even care what the future, I, I just, I'm over this, trying to figure this out by myself. I can't do it anymore. I said, babe, you gotta call Pastor Michaela. We gotta, it doesn't really matter at this point what happens because we just gotta deal with it because this is not good. And so she called and of course, they were very present, of course, because the devil says, people are too busy. Your connect leader is just too busy. They won't answer your call. They'll say, figure this out. Why can't, devil's a liar. Immediately, things started to shift. Immediately, things started to get better. We went to therapy. Praise God for Dr. Brian Ricewick, right? I think many of us know him in this place. And, uh, and we started getting healing through prayer and just being around other people, being real. See, I was showing up, but I wasn't getting real. And I remember the phone call I had with Dr. Matt and he said, he said, Alex, I, I thought we were close. I thought we, and he was, and this was the best thing I needed to hear. He said, I thought we, I thought you knew that I was here for you. 
I can't believe all this was happening and I had no idea. I feel like a bad, I feel like a bad, I said, no, this is, this is, this is my fault. <laughs> I didn't share, I was, I was showing up, but I wasn't getting real. Pride got in the way and pride almost took me out. But I can tell you, as soon as we got real, everything started to shift. As soon as we started to get real, everything started to change. As soon as we got real, we got breakthrough. And thank God, because I thought, no way in 2020, you say I'm gonna be ordained a pastor? No way, if you ask me that in December 2019, I say it might be 10 years based on how things are right now. But thank God. Thank God for people who care about you. Your connect leaders care about you. Every single person who we say is a connect leader, they care about you, they pray for you. They wanna see your life grow, they wanna see your life develop. They don't want you to go through life fake. And so, in 2020, we had the greatest year of our life. And it wouldn't have been that way. We, you know, we eliminated almost $20,000 worth of debt. Now debt-free. We, in 2020, we got pregnant with a beautiful baby girl. We got ordained as pastors. We got sent out to Salt Lake City to help a campus grow for, four, like, the dream year. And it happened after the worst year because we chose, to, we chose to show up and we chose to get real. We can all make that decision today. And I think we all should because, hey, if bad things can happen to me, I'm sure they can happen to you too. It's better to grow through them with other people. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.